0: on everyone welcome to another episode of a wolf in gates clothing hosted by yours truly wolfson and today's episode is gonna be special because i'm just going solo just for this episode and many other episodes when i don't have a a rotating guest or a recurring guest coming over but here's the thing guys this is pre-recorded yeah no brainer right now, the reason why I'm recording this episode on airing it the day we're on airing it is because I'm in my honeymoon with my beautiful wife. So instead of just leaving one day or one week without any episodes, I read, I decided to like pre-record this episode, you know, for next week after episode four comes out, you know. So that way, you know, people still want to still know what, what we do here, you know. And today's episode is going to be probably a short one, all right? So today, we're going to just dedicate about a lot of things that I've been noticing in the industry and video games and whatnot. So it's going to be a Twitter Fret episode, honestly. If anybody who knows me from the Wolfpack Podcast knows when I do these Fretster episodes that, you know, I just scroll down from my book months and then just reveal all the topics that I want to talk about and then discuss our opinions based on it, you know, guys? So... Without further ado, let's get down with the dance All right, guys. Um, let's see what's the first thing that I see. Um, oh, I think I know what I want to talk about. By the way, shout out to Culture Graves, you know, because they're I follow them, they're the G's. Um, these guys are very good when it comes to reporting stuff that happens um in the industry. Um, anything that's like very pop culture, whether it's video games, um, TV shows, movies, um, comments and animes are like kind of like what we're trying to do in the podcast sense but Culture Graves, you know, they do it in the more in the Twitter space and a more generalistic with top with, you know, and with full full-length articles and whatnot. So, shout out to those guys, you know. I li- I like those guys. I like I like Culture Grave. Hopefully we can have them over in the episode one day, you know. Um wow, there's like quite a few fins that we can discuss here. Well, definitely. Oh, wait, this is actually pretty good. This is something I want to talk about. I want to reiterate from last week's episode with the Five Nights at Freddy's movie review that me and my cousin Miguel from Gitanian, shout out to him. uh, We discussed about it. Obviously, at the beginning of the episode, I, I, I haven't watched at that time of the recording. I haven't watched it, but I didn't care to for Gitanian to spoil it for me. Because I was going to watch it regardless. And I was still going to get mind blown all the way. So when I saw the movie, finally did, by the way. And I'll be honest with you guys. Sure, I can agree that it's kind of mid. But at the same time, I feel like it was good. I, I fairly enjoy it. I'm I My expectations were pretty low. And for what it was, for what it was, pretty good. And I still stand behind for what I say earlier. In the in last week's episode, I think that if they would have put that movie on a rated R, it would have blown up even more than what it did. One hundred percent guaranteed. If if the director and Bloomhouse decide to like release a rated R version of Five Nights at Freddy's, for sure I'm gonna rewatch that movie and then for sure I'm gonna see the the whole gory issue. for sure. But I understand that they're trying to capture the younger audience, you know, to have the opportunity to watch the movie. I get it. But I feel like that movie would have gone even better. If it was rated R for sure. Especially, especially the way that we were discussing last week about how gory and horrifying the lore is um, Five Nights of Freddy's and the series itself. Like, I feel like Bloomhouse should have, like, taken that approach, got that gory scene, you know? I mean, it's like my husband said, is Blumhouse. They're made for that. They're known for that, you know? And you know what's known from that is that they make low-budget movies and make it into box office for some reason. It, it, always, it never fails with those guys. Those are our guys are like probably the ones currently right now, the current studio in which they are great at making horror and thriller movies as, as of right now. People want to comment down below and let me know any other that's better than Blue House. Please let me know. I'm curious as well. Um, But in regards to uh, FNAF, I watched it and it was pretty good. It was pretty good for what it was and for obviously being spoiled about it. I give it a good 7 out of 10. Because I'm a fan, I'll give it a 7. Otherwise, it'll be a 6 out of 10. Sure, I can see why people say it's mid, but it was fun. It was definitely fun. So many Easter references and a lot of YouTubers who were dedicated to the series were were shown in the movie, which is like, bro, Scott, Scott Haven, man, you did great, man. You give you get the people that actually talk about you a lot and give the franchises like your fr- your own franchise to where it is because of these YouTubers. Shout out to you to bring over to the set and making them, you know. Part of part of the movie, especially Matt Pat from you know Game Theory. Shout out to him. He was oh my god! As soon as I saw him, I was like oh my god, that's that's Matt Pat, that's Matt Pat, and he was ready to use his line because well, I spoil spoiler alert. He was hey, it's just a theory, and they cut him off, and I was like ah ah I see what they did there. I see what they did there. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I give it a seven out of ten. It's good. I replay value. I will rewatch it as a fan just to capture any other easter eggs that I didn't see or didn't notice you know but the similarities coming from that movie to the actual lore game are right there obviously they they had to change it into its own universe and it make its own fame but you can literally see the similarities right there and there like it's like oh my god Here and here. I I see what you did there. I see what you did there. But um, any other shout outs I want to give is probably Matthew Lillard as William Afton. A fantastic job. Like, it's like, oh my God, reprising her role to being a killer like he did in the the screen series. Oh my God. Hands down, he is William Afton. 100%. And the way Oh, my God. The way it ended is like just like in the movie. It's like, I, I don't know, guys. I, the best thing I can tell you guys in all this is that go watch it. Stream it. If you have Peacock, stream it. It's definitely worth streaming it. If you want to go to the movies and see on the movies, that's fine. I didn't see it on the movies. I saw it on Peacock because I don't have the time to watch it on the movies. And and if I can stream stuff, I will just stream it. See, that, that's one of my things. If there's a movie released and I can actually watch it on the comforts of my own home, I would rather watch it on my on my home than I'd rather watch it on a movie and spend like the extra ten bucks because hey, I'm already paying like ten dollars on the subscription on whatever streaming service I'm paying. I might as well use it. If they're gonna release like simultaneous simulcast um movies at the same time, it's like fuck yeah, I will use it. But there's like there's this little thing that's that that Miguel pointed out last week, that it's like it's very dangerous to do the simul simul release from movie theater and streaming because it's like he says, and 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 I'm quoting him, that means that the uh, movie distributors do not have enough faith on the movie and it's gonna flop, so they would rather like cut the losses and just like get whatever they could get and stream it right there because at least I at least they know that they're gonna get the money back. By having the subscription base. Well, it's funny because yes, a lot of movies that I've seen so far that are that has done the simul streaming, you know, they did not perform as much as they were expected to do or they intended to do. And maybe people are just like watching on streaming, they call it a day, and that's it. And it, and I I'm I'm a firm believer that if you're gonna give the option to of a movie to watch instead of watching having the option to either watch it on um, theaters or watching a stream 100% just put it on stream at that point don't waste your time just put it on a stream because 9 9 times out of 10 the movie will flop on bots office and because people will just rather go on a go on someone else's house and there's like five people or 10 people make it a party and they're all watching the movie in that one person's house that's 10 tickets right there so it's like I rather I rather go on the home Instead of going to the movie theaters. But for some reason, for some reason, it wasn't that thing in this movie. And, I, and it's because I believe the fandom for FNAF on Five Nights at Raids is that big and they believe in the movie. They truly do. And they believe like that the scene or where the direction is going to, that's why I feel it did not fit. Remember I said it's nine times out of 10, it is a flop. This one became the one out of 10. That it didn't. So as I was reading into it, and I and remember last episode I mentioned that I've heard that and I saw that they made their money back. Their their movie budget was twenty five million dollars, which is like all right, cool. That's that's quite a movie, but it's it's a low budget. That's fine. And I said that they made it back double the double. So they they make back their the initial initial budget and and a, and a and an additional profit. I said that it was like 50 million that they did. According to what I've seen, they made 150. And it's still counting. 150 million dollars on Bot's office. Bruh. According to Blumhouse, it's one of their biggest Bot's office openings on their movies, which is like wow. Okay, so well, this was a PG-13 movie. So imagine if you would have done a rated R, this would, it would have blown up. I, I, I'm a stern believer that if they would have put a rated R and go exactly like in the in the in the lore in the movies and I mean the video games, people still would still go and people would still come back again and again, and people would still be like, "Holy crap, 100 percent!" But you know, I now I hope that now I hope that they release an R-rated version. I'm hoping or an R-rated version. That whoa. If they release an unrated version an unrated version, that was like, ooh, now we're going zero to one hundred real quick on all of this. I really hope so that they actually do because they, if they see the success out of it, they say like, oh my god, then we had to give them something. You, you had to do it for the people. You did it. Yeah, like, you succeeded. The people want more, and they want, and you can tell that the people want more. If they make an unrated version, oof. I mean, like just like they did on Megan, and to me, Megan was just to me was crap. I don't know. It was just, I mean, they made a meme out of it. It's like, all right, cool, whatever. But they made an unrated version more than the rated R version. So it's like if they made that for Megan, they can do that for Five Nights at Freddy's. 100%. And lastly, this is a clear indication that this movie franchise is one of the few video game adaptations movies that was a box office success. Because we got uh, Sonic, which is probably, like, the biggest live-action uh, adaptation. And uh, people will say, no, it's actually Super Mario Bros. It's like, hold on. Re- Listen to what I said. Listen to what I said. I say live adaptation, not video game movie. There's two different things between live adaptation and video game. Live adaptation requires, you know, real-life scenarios and adding the, you know, the CG and the and the animation or the, in this case, the animatronics as part of the real life human versus the video game movie adaptation. It's all CG. It's all like animation and whatnot. That's it. There's no real life scenarios. There's no real life people acting like that. It's all voice act. Everything is voice act. Two different things. So, yes, you can say, you can argue that Super Mario Brothers was way bigger than Sonic, but a um, video game. Um, video game adaptations yes live adaptation movie sonic was better and then it, and then there was like another one i, I think i have saved that on bookmarks we can check that out um it was that one and i saw a few and then and then fnav was right there on the on the top which is like wow this is a clear indication that bloomhouse is going to continue with this franchise and in the movie franchise and you can definitely expect as a sequel 100% they saw the movie. It was a box office success. They made their money back and plus profit. Like so, it's a hundred. So they their budget was twenty five, and I say one fifty. They literally made hundred twenty five million dollars of profit. They're gonna make a sequel. Money? This is a sequel written already that they're gonna green lit, one hundred percent. And let me tell you, this is a movie that it's been in the works for years, and we didn't know if. This was going to be a fin if they're going to continue or they're going to scrap it. It was just going back and forth. And thank God that it it did what it did and it landed, you know. So my thoughts on all this, FNAF, they did a great job. I'm, I'm waiting for a sequel. I'm waiting and hoping, hoping that they do a unrated version. Seven out of ten. I keep it there. It's a solid seven. Unrated version. I hope they bring it up. So that's my thoughts to the FNAF movie, you know. And the next topic that I have, which is pivoting to the FNAF from horror to another horror, there's this new series that just came about, Silent Hill Accession. That's right. Silent Hill is back again. But this series is kind of weird. I couldn't, I personally couldn't get into this, the, the series because it requires for you to have an app and I'm, and watch it through your website or something. So it's not like series that's been on stream that you can watch anytime. No, you there. You had to go to their website. And I tried to watch them, but unfortunately where I'm located at work, they, the, I guess the internet is preventing for it to continue on. So I have to watch it at home. But the problem uh, watching at home is that I don't have time. <laughs> So I say, like, all right. Until I have the ability to watch it at home, I'm just gonna critique for on the superficial level, on the surface. See what's up, and see what other people are, are commenting on it. See what, what what's what. And so far, the fans are not happy. So it's very funny because, like, we talked about Fnaf and how F- how the Bloomhouse. Brought FNAF into the movie franchise and how they did a, a, a fantastic job, and the fans are happy about it. And then we pivot to Konami. Wow, Konami. Huh. We pivot to Konami and their, you know, Sun and Hill Ascension series, and the fans are not happy because if they say that it feels like a game, at the same time, it is not because it's basically voting based. Like, what? I, I didn't even understand. Based on what I, we're going to show some of the bookmarks that I got, but based on what they're saying is that, you know, whatever character is portraying, you have like a certain option. And then what whoever gets the highest option, that's the option that they're going to go through. So it's kind of weird. It's kind of like uh, how the um Black Mirror did their movie. Um, I forgot the, I forgot the movie. Well, what would the movie is called? But it was the video game in which you decide the actions to to the character. Yeah, I guess, like, you can say, like, like an Until Dawn or any other Dark Pictures anthology series or The Quarry that like you choose and whatever they choose, it comes the outcome or something like that. But in this case, it's more of a voting system, like, you, that, whichever has the highest vote is whatever that person is going to go to, which is kind of weird when you're doing it live as well, because it feels like kind of, eh? So let's take a look at what I'm talking about, you know? Let me see. Ah, remember what I said, guys? Biggest domestic opening weekends for video game movies. So Super Mario was definitely the one, I guess. Uh, and then FNAF. Wow. Sonic 2, Sonic 1, Detective Pikachu, Tomb Raider, Uncharted, Angry Birds. Yeah, but the, the number on, on FNAF has gone... I think it has surpassed it at that point because I remember it got reached $150 million. Anyways, Anyways, uh, here it is. Silent Hill Ascension. Is what I'm looking at right now. Missed it live? Don't worry. We got you covered. Head to the the website of Silent Hill Session app on your mobile device to watch the VOD daily scenes and participate in the bits that will impact the canon. Decide how Rachel deals with the foundation now. I guess it's like the regular foundation. I don't know. But here are like, what the people on the comment section are saying. You know people hate this, right? Like you are aware... This is bad idea, right? Battle passes for something that might as well have been television series. Not what everybody wants. Yikes! The games are what Silent Hill folks are after. That is what folks will rather Silent Hill resources and time went to. This is uh, Rocking Sunset. He he tweeted how this the other day. Um, this is everything Silent Hill is not. Says Jake underscore Quake. Why do Wait, why do Western developers not understand what Silent Hill is all about? When playing the originals, why did you see over-the-top Hellraiser-esque gore and visuals instead of subtle works of David Lynch and Francis Bacon? Baffling. Bloomer messing up Silent Hill 2? That's more than likely. Ah, yes. We still have high hopes for the remake. We don't know. Awful. Apps deleted. I was really looking forward to this, but implementation was terrible. Hard to figure out what was going on. Hard to see the screen over all the comments and crappy and crap popping up. Wouldn't let me check. Couldn't hide the chat. Could barely see the story. Didn't feel Silent Hill. I guess like w- the way that we're going out this is like as if there were like a streaming as they were streaming and they're letting the live audience to like talk about, which is kind of an odd approach to it for this, for whatever this is. Um, John Peters says, for those that missed, no visuals for the first eight minutes. Totally confusing interface. For some reason, they thought it was a good idea to show the community chat like it was a Twitch video. Oh, so that's what they meant. A lot of childish comments, as you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, how are you going to enjoy the whole thing itself and then you got on the screen people crapping on it as like to me I'm not a I'm not a fan of the streaming and whatnot I'm not a fan of watching people streaming so when I see their comment section like bombarded and whatnot it's like I feel like ugh that's like in the way bro like do something else so the fact that these people these developers did that he on this whatever this is it's it's like they missed the mark like why would you what were you trying to do or it's like a little too late don't you think or what are you trying to achieve I don't know um the voting process made zero sense is remember what I mentioned is like people will vote for whatever is happening vote and whoever gets the highest vote that's the outcome of of the story which is I don't know that was kind of dumb like this could be implemented on a on a on a video game uh okay what you made sense? didn't and the voting process made zero sense just having it at the end of the video making it real time was confusing ah okay now it makes more sense to me for what it was uh yeah that's kind of mm, like I said if you're gonna do that you might as well do that on, as a video game not as a TV series that you're trying to achieve out of it I don't know it was kind of that was kind of odd for for Konami to do that very very odd but it, yeah like if you're doing this as an, uh, as a video do it at the end and then see what happens but not do it during live and maybe for other people because depending on the bandwidth and I'm pretty sure the bandwidth was, was overloaded because of people just swarming and texting and whatnot I feel like mm, you can make the tokens make no sense you can get more solving puzzles but you have to pay if you want a lot more you can vote as often as you want. So there's a so there's a paywall. So there's a paywall just to to see where the character is going. That's Most of most of it didn't work, and the issues people were afraid would happen. Like Michael Joyce Sessions. Yep. Did happen. My grade for it is a D. The voice acting and visuals, when they worked, were pretty good. Story was too hard to follow because of everything was going on. Yeah, it's so far, they're not having a good, they're not having a good release. Uh, Live premiere, since Tonight. So it's like every day or something. Install the app. I don't think I'm going to install this because the way, i rather watch this on, on YouTube when somebody, when this is finished, I can watch the whole thing. This is worse than the Pachinko game. Uh, good one. Are we here just to suffer? The true horror is we're in the world where someone thought this was a good idea and and not just a grabby cash grab. Oh, Konami, 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 Konami. Oh, Konami, Konami, Konami. Why am I not surprised about this? Why am I not surprised? Because this is literally typical Konami, written all over it. It wasn't bad for for doing this type of, you know, crap behavior with the uh, with Yu-Gi-Oh uh, alone. And it wasn't enough when you did the Metal Gear Solid um, pachinkos and and stuff that you put on casinos to get money out of it. Was it wasn't enough? No, let's do that on Silent Hill as well. Konami, mean? you get this. Congratulations. You played yourself. You get the button. You definitely get the button like. People already hate EA and other game developers for doing micro dissections on their games. Why do you want to be part of that list or be top of that list? Especially if you give them the the promising of, you know, Silent Hills is like, okay, we're going back because the best thing that you guys ever did was when Kojima entered Silent Hill with Guillermo del Toro and did that PT demo. That was probably the Best thing that you guys could have done with Silent Hill. And the Silent Hill franchise would have taken over and dominated for years. But no, you guys are a bunch of greedy, cut-sucking motherfuckers. I know I'm never going to get uh, a-, a bots for free from from Konami. And guess what? I don't want that. Because all it takes is just to be like any of these other Yugi Tubers that they're talking good about the card games and not saying anything bad about Konami itself. Then... Yeah, no, they can they can continue to suck on their titties. I'm not. Konami is just a greedy, money hungry company. And we're victims of it. I don't have anything else to say about Silent Hill sessions other than based on what I'm seeing in the in the comment sections, it's like it's not a good look. And it's not gonna be a great look either. Konami, you fumble the back. So now you guys better hope that the remake of Silent Hill 2 is as good as it is. You guys better hope that is that. Otherwise, you get this button. Congratulations, you played yourself. Moving on, because we got a few more, and we can wrap it up. You know, it's quick and simple, guys. I like it. Move it on. So the first thing that I got right here, uh, whew, oh my god, HBO has been reportedly been ordering staff to create fake accounts to fire back at critics who poorly review their shows. Nani? Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Uh, HBO, you get this. Congratulations. You played yourself. You know what? I'm not surprised that HBO did this. I honestly am not surprised. They have... Wow. I I gotta give HBO the credit that they deserve, honestly, because HBO is a great, great studio because they make great shows. Let's just say that some of the shows flop out of five great shows one of them flops, all right, bet. All right, that's fine. I'll take that. Because every other show is great. And it's binge-worthy. They're like the one of the, so far, one of the best on binge-worthy. But man, oh man, when it comes to criticizing their stuff, they're a bunch of crybabies. Emotional damage. How did you know this? We'll, say, well, these motherfuckers have been trying to copyright infringe me because, and I quote, I've been using their trailers, contents, and it's copyrighted. No! Little did they know it's like, it's under fair use. And haven't said anything wrong. But no, they don't see it that way. And I would rather not fight a dispute against them because it's not worth it. Unless it's something that I stand behind that they really want to take it down. That's what I'll dispute it. Otherwise, I'm not. I'm just going to see, you know, do their little crappy thing. But wow, HBO is becoming the new Nintendo in the, in the film industry. And people who don't know Nintendo do not like when you use their content. They'll do everything in their power to like copy strike on, on your on your content. Because you're using it without their permission and they want a piece of it. That's you know Nintendo's MO, believe it or not. That's that's what they do. HBO's been doing that, and the and again, I'm not surprised that HBO is doing this shit, bro, because that's their that that's their mo their, their Mo is like they can take the heat apparently that's actually bad because this could negatively impact their streamings and their content because let's say that somebody let's say that as a critic you say that this show is bad and nobody's asking for a second season or whatnot and then then you're bombarded with the the fake accounts to say no the show is great we're looking for a second season then it's like you give a second season and it's like but nobody asked for a second season and it's not that good. And then, it, and then it flops even harder and then they lose millions out of it. This is a very dangerous game that HBO do. Like again, body. If people don't believe that body doesn't exist, like, hello, big studios are using it. So when that guy from um, the other, on um, the other podcast, Energy said, Jackson Brown, they say like, Oh, you know, you rather have more traffic over, um over following. That's where I say like, bro, like you can buy the traffic. It's possible labels do this film film Studios do this it's not good at the end of the day it's not honestly but let's move on speaking of HBO secession star Alan Rock reportedly crashed this his truck into an La pizza shop and I would assume that he was drunk wow that's all right so for people when don't, don't have it see it here it is here's the tr- here's the truck I was like damn and that's a That's a very expensive truck, by the way, guys. That's an electric car. A very nice electric car. One of the competitions to Tesla. And he had to be drunk. Bro, there's no way. Like, holy fuck. That's bad. That's, yeah, that's actually very bad. Moving on. Ooh, I definitely want to talk about this. Gears of War creator Cliff Bl- Blasinski wants the franchise to get a reboot in the same style as God of War. Phil Spencer has my number. Interesting take. I will... Uh, with that because we haven't seen a new Gears of War game in a long, long time. And and there's still fans out there that they want to play the Gears of War. But the way they pivoted the series in the last game, which they had two endings, it's like, that was a bad move. And I feel like, yeah, they deserve a nice, soft reboot like they did on God of War and and revive the franchise all over again. Because right now the franchise is completely it's getting near to be dead, and uh, yeah, Gears of War needs a better treatment than that, man. Like, it, Gears deserves that, bro. It's one of the I, like I said, if I'm ever gonna play a video video game from MetSpot's, the only franchises that I that I know that are like one of the greatest franchises in NetSpots history is Halo and Gears of War. Some can argue other um, like other stuff like Fable is like, all right, cool. Okay, add Fable into it. But Halo and Gears were probably one of the best shooting or actions or however you want to call it. And I feel like Gears Award deserves a nice reboot and they deserve their re- to reboot the franchise, get that God of War treatment 100%. If they make this, if they make this a film and make it happen, then Xbox will be top again. But yeah, I agree. They need to Bring back Gears of War, and they make and they need to reboot the whole franchise. If either, either continue the continue the franchise as a sequel, but have it like they did on God of War, which just is it's a is a soft reboot. It continues on with what you did in the past, but this is a new era and whatnot. Or start all over again and reboot the entire franchise. Just reboot it like they did with Call of Duty. It, it's working now. I feel like this is a good uh, good cash grab to do. And I know people are going to hop into this. Just saying. Uh, moving on. This is actually a very interesting topic. Marvel has discussed moving focus away from Jonathan Mayer's Ken for the multiverse saga. One plan they're looking at is pivoting to Dr. Doom. What are my thoughts on all this? I honestly was never a Kang fan. I couldn't care less about Ken the Conqueror. And I like, don't don't get me wrong, Jonathan Mayers is a great actor, and he's and he has done nothing but great things on his character as Kang. The character itself of Kang, to me is like whatever. I really don't care about Kang and the Conqueror. So pivoting to the Dr. Doom might be a good idea, but I feel like they're doing this to move away from Jonathan Mayers' case for his recent arrest, which it kind of like flipped back because now the accuser it Got arrested for making a false statement. So Jonathan Mayers is out of the clear. So I, so then doing this is kind of weird. Why they're doing this? Maybe, maybe, it, maybe it's not just Martin- Jonathan Mayors, but maybe it's because people are not resonating with Kang the Conqueror as it is. And I think like people just like they just want Kang to be done with it, go with secret wars, and just like done with it. Or the Kang Dynasty and just end it there as it is. and Just pivot to Doctor Doom. I feel like that Doctor Doom is actually a, one of the greatest villains in 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 Marvel franchises. It's it's him, Thanos, Kang, um, Ultron, and of course, on um, Collectus. So it's interesting. I don't know if I'm okay with it. It's gonna be weird how they're gonna shift everything to it, but. We'll see. Maybe it's actually a good thing. Maybe it's bad. I don't know. It's too early to tell. Um, yeah, we talked about this. Oh, there's some rumors. Rumor has it by Rhino the Bouncer that there's a re- an RE9 coming. Resident Evil 9, according to Rhino the Bouncer, Rumor leads, says that Resident Evil 9 is coming. Uh, and they confirmed that it's a closing chapter for a few things, both a closing and a beginning. So I guess they're going to close the chapter with the, the Even Saga with Rose and and with, uh, with Chris Redfield, I guess. And it's a beginning for a new one. I don't know. New story arts to come after RE9. So that means like RE9 is going to be like the closing chapter. Maybe it's the closing chapter to all the... All the protagonists, like Leon, the Redfields, um, Ada Wong. Um, what's her name? I keep forgetting. Um, Jill Valentine and whatnot. So I guess it might be of the closing of the old cast and then the beginning of new ones. So maybe that's a thing. Takes the series to a new direction on this game. Okay, looking forward to it. Highest budget in RE history. Oh, really? Development since 2018. Wow, pretty one. Long. Longest development cycle yet. All right, good to know. Won't release until 2025 at the earliest. It's very interesting. Honestly. I'm looking forward to it. I'm a huge franchise, a huge fan of the, our Resident Evil franchise. So for 9, I'm looking forward to it. I am curious and interested what's going to happen. And I'm curious if they're going to make a remake of Resident Evil 5 to tie down with Resident Evil's 4 remake. And then next year we'll release Resident Evil 9. That'll be something, you know. We can also expect Re- Devil May Cry 6 or Dino Crisis remake. I hope so. I'm just hoping right now. Maybe the last thing right here. I'm reading about something went down with uh with Jujutsu Kaisen's um uh, animators. It says here by Reign of Pride, she says, and I quote: One of the animators of Jujutsu Kaisen had a complete meltdown over the excessive hate the episode got. I guess like last week's episode. Yeah, last week's episode. Y'all gotta understand, they work 24-7 trying their best with time restraints to put these episodes out for us. Fandom needs to do better. So, let me see what they say, uh, what the not to say. Everyone is not trust like me, so I know that everyone's sympath- and sympathy and encouragement must be from the bottom of my heart, but right after releasing something that I'm not satisfied with, that kind of thing will have the opposite vest So, for now, I'm just, I wanted to leave, I, I want you to leave me alone. I'll make up for it in my future work. Until then, I will live my life as the worst animator who has ruined a masterpiece. Yo, you guys need to chill the fuck down, guys. Come on. I've been watching Jujutsu Kaisen for quite some time. And let me tell you guys, it has done nothing but wonders. Jujutsu Kaisen and its anime series, my God, and it's going even better than the manga. manga. So for people to like cr- or crying bitch about it is like come on grow the fuck up! It's an anime, it's a cartoon, it's an animation. You don't have to take it that literally to make it like that to hate the animators, bro. I've th- I've I see the episode I, and it's been great. In fact, the Shibuya incident uh arc has been nothing but wonders, and I'm like, no, I cannot wait when Sukuna comes out and just like fuck shit's up like it has seen nothing but wonders and so people are crying about this like man you guys get this congratulations you played yourself you're a bunch you're a bunch oh my god no so, uh, sore cry babies like honestly um all right we're just going to report the last things from culture graves uh the marvels received mightily reviews at the public test screening this year while it has still in, in post production director nia da costa move away to start working on her next film. A source says, it says if you're directing a $250 million movie, it's kind of weird for the director to leave with a few months to go. I don't have much faith on Miss Marvel or the Marvels. I'm going to watch it, but I don't have much faith. In them. Again, my expectations are pretty low. Marhala Shala Ali was ready to add a blade over script issues. Uh, Logan writer Michael Green has been hired to restart the script from scratch. The budget is spe- speculated to be less than 100 mil. This is not good. That's definitely not good because that means that the Blade franchise of the reboot of the of the Blade franchise is heading on an ugly direction. Hugh Jackman says, fuck yeah, when he found out that he was going to wear the blue and jello suit and Deadpool Free. That's pretty cool. Monsters, Inc. was released 22 22- years. Jesus, 22 years ago? Wait, twenty. 20- Oh my God! It was when 2011, no, 2001. <gasps> I'm bad old. The free Barons, thousands to go. Yeah. Uh, round up to all the major news from today. Yeah, the elite, the Marvel. Marvel is reporting to looking on bringing back the original Avengers cast from Iron Man and Black Widow being revived. They haven't committed to the idea yet. See, that's another bad indication that the Marvel. The cinematic universe is heading in a bad direction because if they that means that if they had to bring back characters just so they can spark out the money again, that means that they're losing and they're hammering money and they're and all their movies are being coming very mediocre. That's not a good sign. It's a big day for comic book shows. Invisible, Gem V and Loki season two. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna end it right there. See, we can end it right there a nice note. So, oh, before I before I wrap this up, so because I saw that Gen B has been nothing but wonders so far. I cannot wait to talk about this with uh with Mike Phoenix hero. Shout out to you, my man. I can't wait to talk about Gen B. so far it's been a great spin-off of the boys, and I love it how they tied all those stories and plots with with the with the boys, and I feel like the, the spin-off Gen B is gonna Impact the series itself, one hundred percent. And Loki, for the like Loki, so far, I, the, again, the the last time I saw Loki, it was you know when everything got like holy shit, everything's gonna go haywire. So today, and next and and the following day, I'm gonna watch the current last two episodes of the season, and then I'll give a final review of the season itself. So far, I'm happy with it. Um, but you guys let me know in the comments below what you guys think about all the topics that we talked about and how you feel with Loki and Gen V, and as well as, you know, FNAF and the direction the Marvel is heading and whatnot. So let me know in the comments down below. We're going to wrap this up, guys. So thank you guys for tuning in. and Remember, don't forget to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes here at awgcpodcast.com or youtube.com slash awgcpodcast podcast, you know, here at Wolf and Kids Clothing. If you guys want to hear the audio version of this for free, you can go ahead and check out SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts, you know, and as well, you can always comment down below and let me hear your thoughts, share your experiences. If you guys got a specific topic that you want me to cover or you want my my guests to cover, please let me know in the comments down below. We're going to do our best to talk about it in the next episode. So guys, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys at the next one, right? Peace!